Welcome to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time clicking a podcast episode, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose. Let me tell you really quick what I do here. I talk about the weight. We have those uncomfortable conversations that you probably can't have with anybody in your life right now. The mental and the emotional weight that can be overwhelming, overbearing, the mom guilt, all of the different things that we carry as women that can be really heavy. I unpack that here by sharing my own personal journey, not just with weight loss in the physical, but with weight loss in the mental and the emotional space. Some things that were causing me great agony. And did you know that the things that we hold on to internally show up externally? That's right. All the pounds is a Chick-fil-A. Sometimes it's the stress and unresolved issues that we hang on to. And so I created a space that we can start unpacking those things. And on today, I'm going to tell you something that I did on my journey that I think will be very helpful. We're going to talk about the joy of missing out. Yeah, you heard me right. The joy of missing out. So stay tuned. Podcast episode will start right after this ad. Have you ever gone to the doctor and been asked to change your diet? Or have you yourself just looked in the mirror and you know that something has to change? But the things that you're trying, they don't seem to work. You buy a gym membership and before you know it, you're quitting. You get a personal trainer and before you know it, you're dodging his text messages and he's asking you, are you eating your meal plan? And you feel really guilty because you know you aren't. These are the conversations that I'm constantly having with women. And so I'm so baffled as to why we continue to try the same formula, hoping for new results. I created the fitness identity plan as a self-guided approach to teach women how to use the resources that are right there available to them. Before you run to the gym, sis, drink a little bit more water. Before you incorporate a physical trainer, make sure that you are getting all of the steps and activities that you can get in on your own. It's this type of thinking that I know has helped tremendously the women who have ordered this ebook that they've thought of things and been able to do things that make fitness and wellness feel more like a lifestyle instead of a chore. If this is you, if you've been looking for a way to make fitness and wellness a part of your lifestyle, but just the gym and dieting culture does not feel natural, this is the ebook for you. And the best part is after you develop your goal, you're even able to email me and I will go over it with you. I'm looking forward to helping you get well, and there's no better time to do it than right now. So the link will be in the description to order. It's $20, and it'll be the best decision you've ever made. What's up? Welcome back to the show. Listen, I don't know if it was just me, but it really feels like the first quarter of the year was long and short all at the same time. It's kind of weird because I'm doing so many different things now on so many different platforms that it kind of messes up how I see time. So I have my coaching calendar and I have people that I'm meeting with weekly and bi-weekly and now some people that are monthly. We have that going on and then it's, you know, social media, which that's more of a daily thing. Podcasts is the weekly thing and then also some other events and things that I have been committed to. And so for me, 
it seems like the first quarter has been long as it pertains to the podcast because we were talking about confidence in the first quarter of the year. And I got to the point, especially the last episode, where I kind of felt like, dang, like we have been talking about confidence a long time. But what I'm hoping is that you found value in the talks about confidence and also that you've been able to strengthen your muscle as com- of confidence. So as we move on, I don't want you to forget the things that we've learned, we talked about and how you can apply those things to your life. But we are finally moving on. And so I don't know what that's felt like for you. Just saying moving on feels kind of funny because again, everything feels really odd. It seems like the seasons are moving along and Sports are moving along and summertime is almost near, but a lot is still the same. And so I just really feel inspired to offer you hope, (laughs) to offer you something that has been a great protection for me and has helped me on my wellness journey. So for those of you who are new to this podcast. I don't know why I have to explain it so many times, but we talk about the weight, but we do it in an unconventional way here because I don't believe that the weight is just what shows up on the scale. And so because I say that, my message and what I do, it's not targeted to a certain group of women or a certain size woman or a woman who's on a weight gain journey or a weight loss journey. Now, here's what we do. We actually unpack the mental and the emotional weight that actually keeps us stuck. And we do that through faith, fitness, and self-discovery. And so for me, this is part of my ministry. I'm a counselor by trade. And so oftentimes when you're hearing an episode, I'll let you know if it's my opinion. I'll let you know if it's a professional recommendation. But the truth of the matter is when it comes to women, so many of us, don't have time to take care of ourselves. And so I had fallen victim to that mindset. It's a mindset that we adopt, that if we're busy, we're doing everything right. If the house is spotless, everything is right. If dinner is cooked every night, everything is fine. If we're performing perfectly on our jobs, we're doing well. And the truth of the matter is, I really felt like women were neglecting themselves. I felt like I couldn't have been the only woman who was doing that. And when I started doing that, the pressure was something that I felt internally. It really was. And I thought that I was doing my family. I thought I was doing my husband. I thought I was doing my colleagues, my business partner, my friends, everyone around me who actually loved and care about me. I thought that I was doing them a favor by not being the person who actually told them how I felt when I wasn't feeling my best, for not being the person who, instead of saying I'm blessed and highly favored, which that goes without saying, but I was struggling. I had a newborn baby and and a toddler and it was hard. And I really was trying to manage a lot of things that I hadn't even written into my life's plan, (laughs) to be honest. And so I, I found myself in a season where I was out of whack. I was balancing everything, but neglecting myself. And to be honest, I didn't even know what that meant, that I was neglecting myself because I didn't even know 
what I needed. I didn't even have space to just talk, like to just talk without anybody trying to offer me a solution, without anybody trying to fix me, without anybody trying to this too shall pass me, but just a space to talk. Because maybe you're like me and I'm a person where I can come to my own resolve about things, but I get tired. Because what that means is that I'm always internalizing things. And so I'm helping others work through their issues and their problems. And then I'm internalizing my own. And so I wasn't getting that outlet. And therapy was something that helped me tremendously. Helped me tremendously because it was a non-judgmental space. And here's the thing. For me, to whom much is given, much is required. And I had almost perfectly allowed myself and worked myself into this space of being what everybody else needed, what everybody else thought. Wearing that label of the strong person, I didn't ask for that label, right? I have strong faith. We all should. But why do I have to be the strong person? I experienced the same type of emotions as everybody else. And then I went off the deep end of always treating people the way that I want to be treated, which that is good, but not with the intention that one day they're going to wake up and reciprocate what it is that you're doing. And so on this episode, I really want to share with you something that I heard somewhere else. I can't remember where, and it may be a book. I may have been listening to a podcast and they may have been talking about someone who had written a book, but it really blessed me. And I didn't know what to call it when I started doing it, but here's the name that I'm going to give it. So we're going to talk about the joy of missing out. You heard me right. The joy of missing out. So most of you have probably heard FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. The fear of missing out. I realized that the fear of missing out had been my handicap. Like the fear of missing out had become my master. The fear of missing out was controlling my thoughts. It was controlling my time. It was controlling my money. It was controlling everything. And what I mean by the fear of missing out is we take a second and think about our lives and assess all of the things that we give attention to. Why do we do it? Why do we watch the news? I mean, some of us some of us may say we have to know what's going on. Well, it's the mature thing to do as adults to watch the news. But what's your purpose? What's your real intent from watching for watching it? Is it just sheer curiosity? Is it entertainment? Is it because you've grown accustomed to that feeling? that you get when you watch the news and you notice that there's always something going on. There's still more in this world that needs to be fixed and it's still crime. Crime is going up because some people, they've been doing that for so many years that they're addicted to it. And I really took a moment and said, you know, I thought about my great grandma and how serious she was about watching the news, keeping up with the news. Now, don't get me wrong. The news is important. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you why the news is important. You're going to see how we'll tie all this together. The news is important. I'm not picking on the news, but we're going to start there with the fear of missing out. And maybe your news isn't CNN. Maybe your news is Shade Room. Maybe your news is Young Black and Fly. 
Maybe your news is essence. Whatever your news is, we all have something that we just do automatically for the fear of missing out. And so when I sat and I asked my question, myself that question, why am I watching the news, which I'm not a news person, but my husband is a habitual, like he's just, he has to know what's going on. And so sometimes it's on and I do my best to ignore it, but he has to invite me into the conversation. And I really had to let him know that I'm experiencing the joy of missing out. And let me tell you what was surprising to me. What was surprising to me is that it almost felt like an offense was taken that I'd chosen to miss out. That I'd chosen to miss out on the grim details of the George Floyd case after I'd had to hear for months and months and see, even when I did not want to see, a man murdered. A man murdered. I could have gone my whole life without seeing someone murdered in real life. Even though I didn't want to see that, it was forced upon me. And it was forced upon me because I have a fear of missing out. Well, what do you mean? How, 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 do, how do you have a fear of missing out? How did this happen? Well, it happened because I'm on social media. And although I've done my best to filter my pages as much as I can, I cannot control the heartstrings of other people. I cannot control the mental state of other people. I cannot control how people experience events, how they choose to express how they're experiencing those events. I become subjected to all of that. Um, and what I had to realize is it was my job to go a step further and to also communicate that I'm choosing, I'm electing to sit this one out, guys. Yeah, I, I mean... I'm going to really sit this one out. And what I mean by sitting things out and the joy of missing out is that sometimes the details don't matter. Sometimes for me, the details don't matter because oftentimes the details are God's anyway. The only thing that I could do differently is just be in the know, okay? And so I remember feeling really stressed out, overwhelmed, burdened. I was taking on people's problems even when they weren't communicating them to me. I was assuming that people would have problems. I was anticipating that they would run into errors. I was preparing myself and my finances for other people so that when they asked to borrow something, I didn't have to say no or feel that conflict and tension because I'm refusing to allow you to borrow money again. And nobody told me like all of these things are boundary issues. And these things carry a lot of weight because it keeps you in this constant state of heaviness. This constant state of worry, of anxiety, of, 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 of anticipating that something will happen that you most times have nothing to do with, but you then end up feeling responsible for. And as an empath, I found myself doing this in a lot of different areas. And so for me, my true peace has come with the joy of missing out. The joy of missing out. I am to the point now where 
people can tell me some things and I'm like, oh no, I didn't hear about that. And it feels great because what it does also is it prevents the same people from coming to you with the same things. A lot of us have people around us that are weighing us down. And the reason why we are still caught in the cycles and the reason why we feel heavy and we feel run down and tired is because we fear missing out. We have a fear of missing out on information. We have a fear of missing out on what happened in her relationship. We have a fear of missing out on who's sick. We have a fear of missing out on who's getting to the bag or what's new and what's out and what's happening now. And that fear of missing out is weighing us down because then it gives us so many other things that we have to consider, that we have to be emotionally responsible for, that we have to feel bitter about, that we have to feel jealous about, that we have to feel in competition for. Because I don't have to go over the good things, right? Because the, the goodness is of God. And so joy comes from the Lord. And so the joy for me actually came and missing out. Missing out is also a part of simplifying your life. We talk about all the time, simplifying, delegating, eliminating. There is not a woman that I've coached yet that I've been able to throw my hands up and say, you know what, girl, I'm usually able to tell somebody how to reverse out of this or how to figure this out. But you got me. Your situation got me. There is not a woman Now, I may suggest some things that may make this woman feel uncomfortable with incorporating or implementing into her life, but there is not a woman that I've met, that I've coached, that I've been a match for me. As a matter of fact, as I listen to the the stress and the trouble and the productivity issues and the feelings of being overwhelmed, and as I listen to these things, I see very, very simple solutions. Get off at five. Stop thinking about it so much. You don't have to cook something different and new and exciting every single day. We have to, as women, stop putting these unrealistic expectations on ourselves. Are you a chef? Like some women are really chefs. They work full time. Like you take care of the kids. You volunteer at church. You volunteer in the community. You're still trying to be the level of friends that you were with your friends when y'all were teenagers. Like you're trying to balance all of these different things and it's way too much. And so for me, I had to simplify, I had to delegate and I had to eliminate. And coming to that conclusion led me to the realization that a lot of the mess that I was in, a lot of the areas that I felt overwhelmed were my own fault. And it was my fault because I was giving my attention to the wrong things. And why was I giving my attention to these things? Because of the fear of missing out. But here's the entrapment with that. Fear is not God. God God did not create fear. So for us even to be in that spirit that there is something that would be happening in the world that we will miss out on means that we're out of alignment because fear is not of God. What are we missing? What are we missing in the world? Like, let's literally think about it. Let's think about for a second, if you took a step back from eating out, if you took a step back from going out, you see, some of us have 
these habits, I, I coach some people and they say, you know, I don't know, I spend a lot of money. Well, you go a lot of places. So let's talk about that. Because the money is not an issue. The money can't move unless you do. So it's not that you spend a lot of money, but you go a lot of places. And why do you go a lot of places? A fear of missing out, maybe. What are you missing out on? Are you missing out on attention? Are you missing out on the feeling of being connected to people who constantly invite you? And see, this fear, this fear, people play on that fear. Because you become the person that you're always going to get invited. You know why you're always going to get invited? Because you're always available. And so now every time you turn around, you're at a baby shower. Every time you turn around, you're at a wedding. Every time you turn around, you're flying out of the country because somebody else is having an anniversary party. Knowing that you're in a financial rut. Knowing that you're in no financial position to be making those types of decisions. But the fear of missing out will keep you in this cycle. And here's the danger of you being in that place and not recognizing it and getting out. Because you are doing these things with other people who may not be in the same mental, emotional, financial, or physical state that you are. And so it's up to you to know, hey, I've been out twice this week. I really need to chill out. Or I'm the type of person that if I'm going out, then I can't just be satisfied with going out. But I know that I'm going to want to eat. I know that I'm going to want to drink. I know that I'm going to want a new outfit. And then I know I'm going to be able to convince myself that I need my hair done. And so now something that should have just been a, hey, congratulations, here's a card with $20 in it, get some diapers, turns into $300 <laughs> because you have a fear of missing out. Well, let me tell you about the joy of missing out. Of course, just giving you guys that one brief scenario, you can tell that financially your life would get a lot better. But the joy of missing out also for me has been something that's pressed me further into righteousness. Because I miss out more now, I'm less tempted to have something to say about things that I shouldn't have a say about. Because I miss out more now, I'm able to spend more time with God. I'm able to find that time that I always said I didn't have to work out or to eat healthy or to focus on my hobby, to read new books, to start a new business or to even write something. I've been talking about writing a book forever and I finally got the ebook done, working on a book now. But the fear of missing out would have kept me in a space where I'm always preoccupied with things that at the end of the day don't even matter. There are some places in my life that I put on freeze that I could pick up in this very moment and the same thing that was happening is still happening. There are some people in my life that I prayed for that I could call them right now and ask them how they're doing and they would need me to pray the same prayer for them. The joy of missing out has taught me that I'm really not missing anything at all because what I've gained is everything that I thought I never had the time for. And I've been able to become things and, and do things and produce things that I didn't think I could become. I've been able to meet people that I didn't think I would be connected to because of the joy of missing out. I really want you guys to follow me. I lack nothing right now. I'm in the best spiritual posture of my life right now. I lack nothing. 
There is a joy associated with missing out. There is a joy with not knowing what's going on with in everybody's household. There is a joy that comes with me not going to them church meetings. Like there is a joy that comes from missing out. I don't need to know everything. I don't need to know everybody. I don't need to know all the details about how this happened and how that happened. I don't need to be involved in all conversations. There is a joy in missing out. I don't need to be invited. I love the pictures. Congratulations. God bless you. Send me your cash app. Because the more I'm in, the more stressed I was. The more I'm in, the more a liability I become to myself and to others. And so there is a joy connected to missing out. And you find all of the time that you think you don't have. You find all of the money that you think you don't have. You hear God's voice, the one that you think is mute right now. You actually hear it. Because you're missing out on so much garbage. And sometimes we're doing good work. We are. We're ministering to people. We're praying for people. We're helping people. We're giving people resources. But we're in this cycle. We're in this same cycle with the same group of people. Which keeps us handicapped. Wherever you are in that cycle, you're stuck. There's a joy that comes along with missing out and joy, the joy is the Lord. And so when people ask me, what's something that's changed? I became focused and this is no shot to anybody. This is no shot to what I was involved in before, what I was doing, what I thought I wanted to do, the route I thought I wanted to go. I put a pause on all that and I decided to just, I'm going to just take righteous route. I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to keep doing this. I saw what happened when I did this in my twenties. I'm mid thirties right now. I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and take the right. I'm going to take righteous route. And that has been the best decision for me. Am I perfect? No. And what does it mean to take righteous route? It means to learn your word, to learn your word and to really try to follow it. The next time the opportunity presents itself for you to gossip about somebody, pray about them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Redirect the person that's talking to you about it. Oh, man, that's got to be tough. I'm going to be in prayer for them. Now you're going to feel the energy shift because this person may not be accustomed to you responding in that way. But how do you go grow, grow closer to God if you never start to follow and apply his word? And where do you think you're going to start applying that? See, when people tell me that they want to grow in their faith, I think they actually envision themselves going in this cocoon and coming out and people being happy about that. And people like welcoming that and being excited and wanting to be a part of that. No, Jesus experienced persecution. So the first thing you're going to have to do for the faith is stand up. In places where you've been sitting down. Saying no to stuff that you've been saying yes to. Even saying no to yourself about some stuff that you've been saying yes to. And that's the joy of missing out. Because it takes you from this distracted place of doing everything from everybody else. And looking at everybody else. And always being available and all this stuff. And thinking that everything is everybody else. And having that time, having that clarity for yourself to realize that, no, there is some work that I need to do. 
There are some things that God is calling me to do. God is calling me higher. You can't go higher without pressing in. You don't go higher without allowing the obedience to take up more of the parameter in your life. Every day you wake up, your prayer and your heart's desire should be, God, take over more of my heart. Take over more of my heart. Seize more of my heart today. Seize more of my mind today. Show me you in a new way today. Give me an opportunity for me to show you that I've matured. Some of us haven't matured an ounce in nothing. Somebody say something to you, you got to say something back. What? You're 50 years old. When do your Twitter fingers end? When do you set your your attitude aside? When do you stop going to bed on your anger? When do you allow vengeance to be the Lord's? When do you turn the other cheek? When do you cast all of your cares upon him? When do you do that? When do you pray and meditate on the word day and night? Like at what age, what age do we do this? What level in our journey do we start to mature the fruits of the spirit, the kindness and the love and the joy and the peace? Like when do we start to really nurture those? And I'm not talking about temporary or sporadic acts of kindness. Listen, see, my Lord, see, we have these new we got a lot of stuff going on. And and we think as Christians, because we sign up to volunteer one time a year that we, we checked off our Christian duty. We are in the army for the Lord. Every single day. I'm at the club for my friend's birthday party and somebody will pull me aside and say, can you pray for me? I know that, you know, we're here celebrating our friend tonight, but this situation is going on. Can you, can you, can you pray for me? Walk outside of the lounge and we're outside praying while hundreds of other people are in there that came to celebrate. Can you pray for me? Of course I can because I'm always on the wall. I'm always on the wall. I'm never off. I'm never off, never off. Am I saying that I don't sin? I haven't done anything wrong. That's not what I'm saying, but I sober up. You better believe it because I am in the army of the Lord. Some of us, you wouldn't even know we knew Christ except that little G-O-D you have in your bio. But every picture, every single post, every meme that you share, the kind of stuff that you think is funny, the way that you respond to life events, the way that you respond to races, none of that suggests that you're a Christian. None of it. The way you treat people, the way you cutting people off in traffic, the way you roll your eyes, barely can speak and open up your mouth. And sometimes you're the Christian who at work can barely say hello. At what stage? But then it's precious. Teach me how I'm supposed to hear God. Precious. Teach me how to grow in Christ. Precious, teach me how to read my Bible. Well, the first way to grow in Christ is just to follow the instructions. There is a joy, joyous of the Lord's. There is a joy that comes with missing out. Especially when the missing out is unrighteousness. Especially when the missing out is unrighteousness. There is a joy in refraining from sex before marriage. 
You may not believe me. Now, there's a pleasure in having it for the 15, 20 minutes that you're in it and for the three hours that he stays afterwards before he acts like he has to go somewhere. Okay? There's a joy for that moment. But what about all of the emotional agony you feel after that? And how grimy you feel and how nasty and how the last time you said that was going to be your last time and how this guy is playing the same games that it felt like the other guy played. There is a joy in missing out. How does it feel when you find yourself buying that new pair of shoes? I mean, you got 50 pair of shoes in your closet, but these pair, these this is for that party that you already promised somebody that you were going to go to to celebrate their birthday. They have a birthday party every year. But what if you didn't purchase them? Because while you are going to stun on everybody and while you are going to get maybe one compliment, because most of the women are going to just hate on you anyway, unless you just enjoy that type of attention. What's going to happen when you swipe the card and you feel bad though because you know that you should be saving you know that you should be investing there are some women that are listening to me that you're not even anywhere remotely close to be investing and that guilt that you feel that cycle that shame that you feel there's a joy in missing out God actually gives us the recipe for how we should handle our finances and what type of life we should live. He said, live a simple one. And I'll tell you, a simple life is a really good life. Every year for Christmas, everybody I love gets a Christmas photo card. That is it. I don't go shopping. I don't do any of it. And I love everybody and they love me and everybody has survived every single Christmas. And I'm talking about family and friends. Of course, not my my children. But even with my children, you pick a couple things and that's that. Because I'm going to live a simple life. Whatever that has to look like for me, it's in your Bible. Live a simple life. There is a joy that comes from missing out. There is a joy that comes from missing out. I coach women. I counsel women. Most of the 30 minutes, they're talking about something or someone else. What if you just stopped thinking about that person? What if you stop entertaining that person? What if you stop being available for those calls? And not in a nasty way. But you're missing out in this season. I'll catch y'all next time. Because there will be a next time. That's the joy of missing out. What if you did miss out on some of the social events with your friends? Especially since you're on a health journey. Particularly since your doctor has recommended that you eat a healthier diet, and that you get in more exercise. What would happen if you decided to miss out on brunch? If you decided to miss out on going out with them to eat? Because you know that you're on a health journey. What would happen if you did that? What would happen if you said no instead of yes, And then didn't have to go home and feel the guilt or didn't have to go home and lie to your trainer or didn't have to go home and get in the faith, fitness and self-discovery Facebook group and say, I've been doing great. When we've looked at you for months and months and months and years, some people and nothing's changed. Nothing's changing 
And we know that fruits and veggies and water plus exercise equals change. So what if you just missed out? What if you just missed out on some of the world's foods and some of the perverted ways that they have made things taste so good? And what if you just ate some things that God said that you should eat? You just ate more of that. There's a joy in missing out. There's a joy in not having to be nervous about what the doctor is going to say. There's a joy in not having to live in fear in America that you have to go to the doctor. The doctor does not, you know, there's a joy. There is a joy in knowing that your food is medicine and medicine is food. There is a joy in knowing that the way you take care of yourself, that you will, you will, you will be victorious over preventable diseases. There is a joy that comes in that. And so this podcast episode, I really wanted to ask you, what are the things that you feared missing out on? Is it TV? Because I guarantee you, you can go back and watch those Netflix shows at any time. Is it social media? Because I guarantee you, there is nothing. There is nothing happening. There is nothing happening on Facebook or Instagram. You could log off of Facebook and Instagram for an entire year and get back on. You would not miss a thing. You wouldn't. What is it that you're missing out on the joy for? Is it because you're stuck in that toxic relationship? A relationship where you're not even married? How do you expect to have peace in sin? There is a joy in missing out. Are you entangled in mess and heartache and low self-esteem and shame? And even experiencing a separation between you and the father right now? Because you know that he has convicted you and that he has called you to walk in righteousness, daughter. But there is something that you are connected to. There is something that you are doing that you fear missing out on. And because you fear missing out on that, you will never experience your joy on the other side. Fear not of God. Joy is God's. But it only comes through obedience. It only comes through obedience. So I was able to share just a short, a short part of what my journey has been like in terms of the joy in the beginning. This is what I thought about in the beginning. The joy of missing out was just really not knowing anybody's business. <laughs> not knowing anybody's business. The church business, my friend's business, my family business. I don't want to know. Unless it needs to get to me. If it needs to get to me, the only thing I can do is pray about it. And to be honest, most people don't want prayer. They really don't want prayer. Especially not the type of prayer that I'm going to do. When it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. And so God dropped in my spirit that in this season for you, precious ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. In this season for you, precious ignorance is bliss. And let me tell you what I've been able to do since ignorance has been bliss in this season in my life. I've been able to pray for new people. I've been able to pray for young women who really, really have a ready heart and want to know Christ want to grow in relationship, want to download the app, the Bible app, the message version of the Bible. They are excited. They are reading their word. They are applying things. It is working. He started revealing to me people who really started taking this journey with me. And they're really seeing the rewards mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually in their marriages, with their children, with their friends, at their jobs. I have people who are doing something new 
in their careers that they haven't done in forever. People that are starting new career opportunities, people who are thinking about creating whole new lifestyles. Like they just realized I was way too freaking busy and I didn't like that. And all of this has come as a result because I've gotten out of stuff that I was afraid I would miss out on and I got into God. And there's a joy that comes with that. There is a joy. Like y'all messages, it brings me to tears. Like I... I will cry right now on this podcast. Like your messages bring me to tears for me to think about the divinity, for me to think about my life, for me to think about how flawed I am and how much I'm still growing and how little I still know. And for God to do this much, this much with that little, that's that faith of the mustard seed. Like for God to do this much. Before this podcast, I prayed and God reminded me like you have several different audiences now. And the women who are connected to your podcast aren't the same women in most instances that are connected to the group or they may not be connected to other things. And so you have a broader responsibility to make sure that you are teaching in a way that this may be the only connection that they have to you. They may not hear one of the live videos in the in the private group. They may not grow from that. And so my prayer for all of you was that God would connect with you in a special way that he would meet you where you've asked him to meet you and that you would allow it. And I'm talking to ready hearts. I'm not talking to them stale, old, know-it-all, ain't going to change, ain't going to do nothing, looking for a reason to be divisive. I'm not talking to those people. I don't wake up for that. I wake up for the one, the one that will hear this message, just like I heard the joy of missing out. When I heard that, it changed my life. It gave me the term of what I had already been doing. I had already been finding joy and missing out. I love minding my business. There is so much joy in it. I have so much time for my family. I have so much time for my kids, for God, for things that I love, things that I'm discovering that I like to do. Because I'm not connected to so many things that I was allowing to bring me down. To weigh me down. And the weight just started to fall off. It just started to fall off. And that's my prayer for you. That's my hope for you. Thank you for listening to the episode. Let's stay connected. If you are not connected with the Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery Community Group, please find us on Facebook. It is a private group. We have over a thousand women in that group. And here's the benefit of being there. One, if you are really into the podcast episodes and you feel like, oh my God, I could use a little bit more, where a little bit more is happening there. I go live there. I share coaching tips. I engage with the women and the women engage with each other, keeping each other motivated because we're all on the journey together. The other way we can connect is on social media, Faith Fit Self. Find me, send me a DM. Let me know what you think about this episode. And hey, don't be one of those people that feel like I'm not going to DM her about this episode because I know everybody's DMing her about this episode. That's not true. I do get comments, but I would love to hear more what it is that you're thinking because what you think actually inspires and help me to know what it is that I need to talk about on these shows. And if you have not subscribed, if you have not rated or reviewed the podcast, please rate and review. Rate and review on Apple helps other listeners find us. Another cool way to help listeners find us is by sharing it. 
share it on your social media. If you see me post it, you can just simply hit the share button or you take a screenshot and put it in your stories. Be sure to at me so that I can share it on my stories as well. And remember, if you're thinking about the wellness journey, there is no better time to get well than now. I love you all and I hope you have a blessed week.